What's going on, Thrive Church family? We're so grateful you're tuning into this week's podcast. We pray this message will bless you in the same way that it's blessed our house this past Sunday. Welcome home, church. Come on now. For those that might not know, or maybe you didn't catch it on the way in, that's okay. We are now, as of today, the big announcement we were making for Vision Sunday is this. As of today, we are now no longer as Thrive Church, but today we are known as Home Church Lathrop. Come on now. Come on. (laughs) And so I know for some of you, that's a little bit of a different change. And I want to kind of share with you my heart on the name change. That's what we're going to do today on Vision Sunday. But more than that, we're also going to talk about where we're going as a church. And I'm just so excited because I really do. I believe uh, not only myself, but as a staff and as a board, um, this is something we believe the Lord is doing in our church. And this is something that God is doing. So let's jump into it today. I want to pray. So we're kind of changing it up a little bit. We're not going to do announcements. We're going to go straight into this. We're going to pray. And we're going to let God come to just share, I believe, his vision for our church. I'm just going to communicate it. But I believe it's God's vision. And we're going to go ahead and jump into what I believe God is sharing with us as a church and where we're going. Let's pray, family. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for home church. We thank you for your people, your church, Jesus. We pray that as we talk about this morning and share, uh, as we communicate what you have to say to us, I pray that hearts would listen and that we would be bought in. God, I pray that you would this morning make us a home because without you building the house, all of it doesn't matter. And so God, we thank you. We love you. We're so excited for what you're doing. And in Jesus name, everybody said, amen. 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 Good stuff. So before we start on where we're going, I want to share with you where we've been because how many of you know, you can't have vision for the future unless you really understand what's happened in your past. And there's a legacy of this church. There are shoulders we stand on, men and women who have loved our city and loved our church for years. I don't know if you know this, for those that have been newer to our church, our church this year, I believe is 33 years old. We've been a church for 33 years in the city of Lathrop. It's amazing. We're still standing. Especially so many churches that closed during COVID and everything that was taking place. We are a church that God is still moving and God is doing amazing, incredible things. But I want to tell you the origin story. Now, I know some of you, you hated history in high school. You fell asleep. I pray you don't fall asleep right now. It won't be super long, but I want to share with you just a few minutes on where we've been. So we first started in 1991. Our pastor, his name is Pastor Paul Gutierrez. Actually, I found this out later that I'm married to someone who is related to Pastor Paul Gutierrez. So it kind of came full circle. He's like my great cousin or everything. So since we're Hispanic, he's my uncle. You know what I'm saying? And Pastor Paul Gutierrez has Theo. Someone said Theo. That was good. So Pastor Paul Gutierrez had a vision. He had a vision to plant a life-giving church in a brand new city. Just a few years before 1991, Lathrop became a city. Before it was a part of Manteca, and then it separated from Manteca. And Lathrop, the city of Lathrop, the town of Lathrop, needed a life-giving church. And Pastor Paul uh, wanted to start an innovative church, a different church, not just a normal Sunday service. So he planted the church on, in this house on J Street. Now, some of you in the room, you know where J Street is because you live in Lathrop. Some of you who live in River Islands have no idea where J Street is because you're on the side of the freeway. But that's okay. You should go stop by and check it out. At this house on J Street, Pastor Paul and I believe four or five families planted what was called Action. That was the church name. You thought like it's just a phrase. No, no, no. That was the church name. It was called Action. And Action stood for all church training in one noon. I don't know about you, but that's a name. 
all church training in one noon. They planted as a home church, and they planted on Sunday in the afternoon, and their focus was a church that would love on the city, a church that would be about family, and a church that would be innovative and reach anyone who needs to be reached. That was the mission and vision of action. So for some of us, uh, why this is really important, and for me, why this really matters, is it is in the DNA of our church because we started in a home. I believe in some ways God kind of brings us back in certain seasons as we move forward. And, and really the idea is this, is that a home, right, represents family, relationship, right? Anyone could talk about a house, but you and I, family, makes a home. And that was kind of the vision that Pastor Paul had. A few years later, our second lead pastor came. His name was Pastor Martin Moreno. And he changed the name from Action, praise Jesus, to Lathrop Lighthouse of the Cross. I don't know about you, but that's like a longer name. We went from Action to Lathrop Lighthouse of the Cross. And Pastor Martin Moreno took over. And when he changed the name, that's when we started launching church services, like normal services on Sunday. It was no longer in the home. We rented this Baptist church that was in Old Lathrop. And uh, he started really what we would imagine or know today as our church experience. He, he was the one who really launched like a normal Sunday service for our church and for our church family. And so Pastor Martin Moreno was the pastor for a few years. He changed the name to Lathrop Lighthouse of the Cross. And then a few years later in 1997, uh, Pastor Joe Dunham becomes the lead pastor and he changes the name from Lathrop Lighthouse of the Cross to Lathrop Christian Center. I don't know about you, but are you starting to notice a trend? Every time there's a new lead pastor, there's a new name. And so Pastor Joe pastored for uh, over the years, and he starts Lathrop Christian Center. And this is where our church really began to, in some ways, grow out of just doing services. And we started doing outreaches, reaching the community, building teams. And we really, during this season, became a staple here in our small city of Lathrop. And then in 2004, our heroes, Pastor Eric and Lori Baca, came in 2004. Amazing. Love them. And they took over Lathrop Christian Center. I'll let them know some people clapped, okay. <laughs> oh, they come, and, and, and our church ends up growing out of the Baptist church. There was this old burned down Baptist church. And we go from having to rent this Baptist church. And in a way, now we're not in a home, but we kind of become homeless, if that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Albert. And so... We were outgrowing it, and so we start at elementary school, Lathrop Elementary School, which is in Old Lathrop, and then, um, or Historic Lathrop. I think Old Lathrop people like to be known as Historic Lathrop. And uh, uh, elementary school, and we start there in the small gym, and we outgrow the small gym, and so we end up at Lathrop High School when it was built, in their gym. And then we outgrow that, and eventually we land, uh, I don't know if you know where Luis is on the way to Manteca, where um, all the warehouses like Amazon and all that. We rented out this small little union hall. We called it the Clown Car Church. Before we moved into this building, we did four services in that church that only sat like 200 people at the max. There was no kids' rooms, nothing. But God was building our church into something new and special. And then one of the craziest miracles our church ever experienced was this property. And in 2014, Pastor Eric and Lori and our church move in to what we know as this building, and we change the name from Lathrop Christian Center to Thrive Church, which is amazing. Now, I put myself in there 
because I'm not the one that moved us. It's definitely Pastor Eric. But 2014 is the first year I came on staff, January of 2014, which was 10 years ago today. I had the privilege of serving under Pastor Eric and Lori Baca for almost 11, 10, 11 years. And it was an amazing ride, an incredible journey. And we got into this building and God again began to grow us exponentially. This is what happens in the history of our church. God changes the names of our church. God brings new leadership and God increases capacity in buildings. Why? Because this is what God wants to do. He wants to fill the room and he wants to make room for more. And a couple of years ago in 2022, I had the amazing privilege of not just serving under Pastor Eric and Lori, but as Pastor Eric and Lori and the team felt like it was time to transition out, you as our church and them agreed that it was time for me to take the reins. And so in 2022, I became lead pastor of this church. And then in 2024, as of today, we are now known as Home Church after remodeling our building last year. And so where are we today? Today, I am so excited to announce that moving forward, as of today, we are Home Church Lathrop. Come on, can we just give it up for God? And so, I, I guess it's my turn to change the name now, right? Everyone's had a name. I guess it was my turn to change the name, but I love it because the name, I want you to know this, the name change didn't come because something's wrong. Actually, it's the opposite. Uh, most churches, when there's a transition of leadership, the church dwindles, people leave. And we've actually experienced exponential growth in the last nine to 18 months. Um, it's been crazy what God has been doing. I don't know about you, did you guys come at Christmas? Like we couldn't even fit, like it was insane. Um, and it is, it's all Jesus. And so this name change has nothing to do with something going wrong. We're not leaving our network. We're not, nothing really is changing on the inside because we're still gonna be who we are. But what's happening is God is changing our, the face of our church, the image of our church, really because there's a new vision that God is leading us to into the future. It's the reason why we've been preaching the last few weeks. It's biblical that God changes names. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going anywhere. All right, I'm here. But in 20, 25, 30 years, however, because I'm not going to do this forever, the next guy or girl is going to change the name. I'm telling you that right now. If you're like, oh man, again, yes, again. Why? Because it is, it is in the DNA of our church to do whatever it takes to reach our city for Jesus. So if you make this your home church, you got to say yes to God making you a little uncomfortable. Because with big vision, with God vision, comes a little bit of uncomfortability. I believe that's where God is leading us into today. So let me kind of share with you where we are. Let me kind of give you a little bit of the story of why even this came to be. I remember a couple years ago, about a year and a half ago, we were about to get ready to go into the remodel, which how I many know that was an amazing but crazy season. And I'm praying in the corner over there, which is my normal corner. I'm praying. I'm walking in a circle. That's where I kind of pray on Sundays. I pray during the week, during our prayer room. You, you find me in that corner most of the time. And I'm praying, and I felt like the Lord asked me, this question. He said, Chris, can I find a home in Lathrop? I didn't know that the name was going to be home or anything like that. It was just this calling of Chris. I want a home in Lathrop. I want a home in you. I want a home in your family. I want to find a place where I can be rest, be safe and dwell. I want to find a home. I want to build a home in you for me. And I want you to find a home in Jesus, right? This is what the Lord's kind of speaking to me. This is all new. I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking it's connected to the building project, right? We're remodeling. That makes sense. But no, something deeper starts brewing to me. Because how many of you know that before God ever does something with the church, he first does it with the leadership? 
Unhealthy churches happen because the pastors have not bought into what God wants to do before the people have bought into what God wants to do. And so God needs to address the leadership of the house before he ever addresses the rest of his people. And so God needs to do something in me, and then God begins to do something in my wife. I remember I shared the story with Pastor Eric, right? He was the first person I told. I remember I told him. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about changing the name. He goes, really? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, I did it, so I guess. <laughs> and I told him the name. I just said, tell me if you hate it. And he was like, eh, I don't hate it. So I was like, we're good. We got a green light. But when? I remember sharing the story with our board and our staff. And, and the family, if I could just share with you the synergy and the excitement in that room when we shared that name. It was almost as if God was like, yes, this is it. And we got to do it now. And so part of this has been a process. We did a series last year called Sandcastles, where we were talking about how God builds something in us. And then in the beginning of the year, I felt like really this idea of making us a home, that's why we did our year theme. I don't know if you still got the wristbands from last year. Our theme was Welcome Home. All of this was to get us ready to be a home for Jesus. And it was actually God kind of getting us ready for this name change. And so I want to share with you just some language. I want to share with you kind of what we're about, who we are. And so if you could see, this is our logo. This is our name. These are our colors. What's been funny is, as I've been telling people about the name change, I've told a few people just on the low, and I've shared with them, the most common thing I've heard isn't that the name is amazing, although I think the name is good. It's actually that a lot of people are excited we got rid of the green. And so if you love the green, I'm sorry. But it's just part of the rebranding. So this is who we are. The logo. It's, I don't know if you can see it. It's a house. There's an H in there. Right? If you're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it's an H. And uh, this is our logo, our branding. This is who we are. You're going to see this all over the building. You're going to see this on flyers, on shirts, on t-shirts, on banners. You're going to see this on social media. Even right now, after the end of service, you can go. It's a brand new website. Our social media is getting updated as we speak. Planning Center, everything is getting updated. Why? Because we are going all in with this new vision and this new name. Yes, it's awesome. But there's more to it than just a rebrand. Let me kind of share with you a little bit about what it is and some language. So here's our mission statement. Here's what we're really about. We exist to be a home for Jesus's presence individually and collectively. Let me stop right there. We've been going through this transition really as well, that our church is going to be, is and becoming a church of his presence and a church that prays more than ever before. How many of you know that it doesn't matter if everyone else feels like home, but God doesn't feel welcomed. So we're going to be a church that is focused on Jesus's presence. Secondly, how many know that the church is not the building, it's the people. So before God wants to build a home with us, he's first got to build a home in you. And so we will be a home, a temple, a place, a dwelling for Jesus's presence individually. And we will be a present, a church that is his home collectively together as we gather. Yeah, that can preach. Amen. Come on now. Number two is right. We're to be a place for spiritual family. Most of you, you stayed. For some of you, if this is your first time, you came on a great Sunday. You're like, wow, we got donuts and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, most people that I've talked to and connected with, uh, they say, man, I, I, I wanted to stay here because when I stayed here, it felt like home. It felt like family. So this is who we are in our DNA. We are a church of spiritual family. We're not real family. It's spiritual family. We're connected by the blood of Jesus, right? Spiritual family that creates a legacy. Here at our church, 
We're going to be a church that focuses on family and discipleship and relationship. That creates a legacy. Here's what I'm excited about. I don't believe we are building home church for us, but we are building home church for the next generation and the next generation. I want my kids and my grandkids to find a church that they would meet Jesus at and meet other people who follow Jesus. That's what we're doing this for. And then lastly, we are to be a space for the prodigal. I want you to know that our church is called to reach the lost and the broken. No one is too broken. No one is too messed up. No one is too jacked up. No marriage is too fallen apart. We believe that we are called to the prodigal. Now, what's the difference between the prodigal and the lost? Essentially, it's the same thing. But I really feel that part of our DNA is we are called to reach people who might have known of Jesus or who are far off from Jesus, and they can find a home here. And I believe that that mission is not just local in our city, but we are going to have a global vision on our life as well. If you would agree with this, can you just give Jesus a shout and thank him? I love it. Okay. Here's why this matters to me. Because I don't want you to buy into me as a lead pastor. Men are fickle. Pastors come and go. I'm not going anywhere, but we cannot put our trust in man, right? I don't want you to buy into a building. I don't want you to buy into the name, but I want you to buy into this. I want you to buy into the mission. I want you to buy into the vision. The vision must be greater than the voice. The vision must be greater than our preference. And that's what we are coming around. We're coming around this mission and vision, which is ultimately, if you see this, is the gospel. And so I want to give you a little bit of our culture. Here's what we're about. Here are our core values. We have six core values, culture statements here at our church. And this is what I'm saying. We're not really changing from the inside because we're not going to change who we are. Number one, our first one, everybody say presence. He comes where he's wanted. We've been talking about that the last few months. This is what we do as a church, we want to be a place that invites the presence of God and prioritizes the presence of God. Number two, everybody say family. family. Why? Because it's all about the people. Yeah. That phrase has been in the legacy of our church for 33 years now. Two of our founding members, Brother Frito and Sister Yolanda Hernandez, would say that phrase over all the years. It's who we are. We will be a church about Jesus' presence, but we are a church of family. Why? Because it's all about the people. Sister Yolanda went through four name changes. And if she was here, I was close with Sister Yolanda. She'd probably pull me by the ear because I was like a mijo to her. You know what I'm saying? Like Hispanic grandmas. Pull me by the ear. Give me a hug. And she'd be like, mijo, that's a good name. Or maybe she didn't like the name. I don't know. <laughs> but she would remind me of that phrase. As long as it's all about the people. Family, I want you to know that that will be at the core of who we are. Not just now, but for to come is we are a church, a family, and that it's all about the people. It's good. Everybody say growth. Now, I'm not talking about numeric growth. Although, God does love numbers because he wrote a whole book about it. Come on now. Like, you know how churches are like, oh, like, it's not about the numbers. It's like, bro, God wrote a whole book about it. Like, he cares a little bit. But for me, it's not that. We're going to be a church of discipleship. We're going to be a church of growing. If you're going to go here, I want you to know that you have to be okay with not staying where you're at. We make room for more. We create space and margin to get better and become more like Jesus. We will be a church of discipleship and a church that follows God wholeheartedly. Everybody say number four. Number four. Oh, come on. I know y'all got to lock in. I know I'm talking a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody say servanthood. Oh, there we go. We are contributors, not consumers. Contributors, not consumers. We're not here as a church to just get fed. We're here to get in the game. We're here to be a part of it. We're here to be in with what God's doing. This is what we do. Our church has a history of serving so well. 
When we didn't have a place, we served every week, set up chairs and tables in the elementary school, set up chairs and tables in the high school, set up chairs and tables in that union hall. When we were remodeling last year, you guys showed up early and stayed late. We love our city. We serve well. This is who we are. We are a church of contributors and not consumers. Everybody say mission. Missions number five. We are a church of mission, and we stop for the one. We care about the lost and the broken and the hurting. We believe that Luke 15 is our reality, that the prodigal can come home, that God cares, leaves the 99 to find the one, he leaves the 10 to find the one, and he leaves the two to find the one. That's God's math. Is His mission is the one. Yes. And so if we do church every Sunday and just one person gets saved, it's worth it because we're going to be a church of mission. The mission is more important than our preference. And then lastly, which I'm really excited about, because this is kind of newer, this language, but it's been something that our church has carried for years. Uh, we're a church of healing. Yeah. And we've really articulated this. Really, me and Pastor Eric started articulating this about four or five years ago, right before COVID, and, and started creating language for this. And, and we started realizing, wow, we're, people come and get healed here, yeah. right? We're a hospital. Yeah. People come get healed. And not, and not just healed physically. We believe in signs and wonders and miracles, but... A church that gets healed, a people that get healed from the inside out, body, soul, and spirit, holistic gospel transformative healing. This is what we do, and this is who we are. And so to sum up all of that, let me show you the logo one more time, because some of you are like, ah, what does that logo mean? Here's what it means. The vertical part, that first part, that, that, that vertical, that chimney, if you would, represents our relationship with Jesus, right? It represents that we're going to be a home that welcomes the presence of God every single week, every single day, that we're going to be a people that welcome the presence of God. The horizontal represents our horizontal relationship. And if you notice, the line is going outside the house. Why? Because we will always be a church that reaches out and doesn't just hoard and make sure we're just in. We're going to reach the prodigal. We're going to love the lost. We're going to believe that Jesus is going to use us to reach our cities. And then if you notice that middle part, I kind of see it like a table, that we're a church of family, of discipleship, of relationship where we gather together and we do what God calls us to do, where they will know us because the way we love each other. We are a church of spiritual family. So I'm not going to lie to you. When I first saw the logo, I was like, eh. And then I saw that and I was like, ooh, that's cool. That can preach. Here's why I love our branding logo is because when people see that, they're not just seeing a church name, they're seeing the gospel. That's the gospel. Vertical relationship with Jesus Inward relationship with each other, outward relationship to reach the lost and the broken. This is what we do. This is who we are. So I want to share with you a little bit about what we do. And some of you might not know this, but we've been doing what we've been doing for the last five, six years. This isn't new, but I want to kind of make sure there's clarity because I mean, know that clarity helps the vision. So we call it the model. And, and I don't know about you. Some of you, do you like model homes? I know for me, when it's a hot day in the summer and maybe because me and my wife were cheap, we go ahead and we go to model homes because the air conditioners are nice. You know what I'm talking about? We just go check out model homes after lunch. And we're like, let's go check out model homes that beat bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what me and Nessa love to do. We're acting like we live there. You know what I'm saying? So here's the model home for us. We do six things here at our church. Number one, we do weekend experiences, what we're doing today. That's not going to change. 
is who we are. We do church services that are amazing, incredible, life-giving, welcoming, good messages, good worship, amazing kids team, amazing teams that lead our people to Jesus. We do church services week in and week out. That's what we do, weekend experiences. Secondly, we do what's called the prayer room, or we call it Pray NorCal, where we have an expression where we pray. We do prayer meetings throughout the week. That's kind of newer. That launched last year, but it's getting so much momentum, and I believe it really fuels the vision of our church is prayer. We are now known as the home team. So for those, we used to be called the dream team. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But we do teams here at our church. We have teams that make up our church. Uh, we have groups. We are a church of small groups. And I'll give a little bit of info on that in just a second. We have what's called Love Our City. Love Our City is our outreaches. Is where we do events like backpacks and fall fests. And maybe those outreaches look different depending on the need of the city. But we will always be a church that loves our city well. I want you to know that. And then lastly, we do our conferences. We do our conferences. We do our events are due, right? We do events for men. We do events for women. We do events for youth. We do our conferences. That's all we do. So we do six things. I want to explain this. We are not a McDonald's. We are an In-N-Out. Come on, California people. Because how many know when you go to different McDonald's, you don't know how the chicken nuggies are going to taste. You don't know if the ice cream machine is going to be on. If it's going to be working, it's not. Right, Monica? Never. A yes and amen. But how many know, if you go to In-N-Out in Lathrop, you go to In-N-Out in Stockton, you go to In-N-Out in Tracy, right? You're going to get the same thing. You're going to get the same experience. That's why we do what we do. We are simple. Why? Because we believe in this simplicity, we can reach more people. Let me give you a little bit more language as well. Here at our church, we don't do ministries. We do teams and we do groups. Why is that? Because we believe at our church, we are called to just be really, really good at the simple things, at the main things, and then everything else. If you want a church that does a bunch of other stuff, this might not be the church for you, and that's okay. We'll help you find one. But here at our church, these are what we're going to do. These six things really, really well. And it's so important to do that. I'm going to explain a little bit more in this next slide. So here are some of our name changes that are connected to the name Thrive going from home. So number one, we're going to go from Thrive Groups to Home Groups. Now... That doesn't mean all groups are in homes. Some of you are like stressing. Don't worry. There's still going to be groups on site. Okay? It's just an easier way to describe that no longer thrive groups. We're home groups. Also, what we have to realize is our church is getting too big. It's not like we can even do all our groups on site anyways. Most of our groups are going to be in homes, especially as we share the vision in a little bit. As we start expanding what God's doing in our city and in our region, we're going to have to be more in homes. So the name home groups just makes sense. Thrive Kids is going to home kids. Isn't that amazing? Come on now. I love that. And then Warehouse Youth, for those that are in Warehouse, you're now going to be known as Home Youth. So notice that. We don't do ministries. Our ministries don't have names. Our ministries aren't have different names that are disconnected from our name. Everything is in sync. And we're still going to have groups for men, groups for women, groups for our oaks, groups for our kids, groups for our youth. But anything, everything is under the umbrella of home, which is what we've kind of been doing over the last few years with Thrive anyways. Does that make sense? Awesome. Let me give you some name changes for the team. First off, everybody say growth track. Remember, that's the thing I make you say every Sunday before you leave. Now I'm going to make you say foundations. Everybody say foundations. So we're changing it from growth track to foundations. It's our membership class. It's how you become part of our church. I love the name foundations. Why? Because God can't build a home in you unless your foundation is set. And so foundations is the first step to building a home with you and God here at home church. We're going to change the name dream team 
to home team. I love that. I'm just going to be honest. I think that's so cool. I really feel like every time I preach on a Sunday, it's like home field advantage anyways. You know what I'm saying? And so I love the name home team. I think it's so cool. And our connect team, our green shirts in the lobby are no longer going to be green shirts. They're not going to be connect team. They're going to be the welcome team. I don't know about you, but that's exciting. I love it. Kind of encapsulates a little bit of that feeling of welcome family, that idea of welcome home that's in the lobby, that big old neon sign. And then a small change, but I believe is awesome. We're going to go calling our production team to now they're going to be called Backline. It's just a small change that we're throwing in the change. And how many of you are grateful for our Backline team? Come on. They're amazing. Now, listen, I know this is a lot. You don't have to memorize this. I just want you to know so that way you can never say we never told you. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Like, I didn't know it was welcome team. Well, now you yeah, you right? couldn't watch online. Yeah, we're good. All right. And lastly, next week is our church conference. And every year, I'm on, it's going to be so good. Our church conference is going to now be known as home conference. So every year in the beginning of the year, we're going to do a conference and it's going to be called home conference. And there's a reason behind that because it's connected to really the big vision and dream of our church. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about where we're going. We've talked about where we've been. We've talked about where we're at. But can I share with you for the next 10, 15 minutes on where we're going? Here's what I believe. If you were to sum up everything I told you and put it in a sentence, because that's what people memorize, a five, six word, seven word phrase, what would be our vision statement here of our church is this, is we are a home for the people of Lathrop. That's what we do. When someone asks you, hey, what's your church about? Oh, I go to home church. What are they about? We're a home for the people of Lathrop. We're a home. We're a home for God. We're a home for God's people. We are a home for the people of Lathrop. Now, notice this, though. I added an underline under Lathrop, not just because Lathrop's special, although we love Lathrop, because I believe that there's a bigger vision and dream that is connected to this. It's something that the staff and us have been processing and talking about a year and a half, and I'm so excited to share it now with the entire church. Here's the dream of God. Here's the big picture. Here's where I believe we are going, is that in the next 20 to 30 years, we would have 21 different locations across California. If you want to go to a church that thinks small, this might not be the church for you. But I believe that our cities in Northern California, Central California, and Southern California need a church like ours today. I believe that God wants to take this and multiply it all over our cities across California. I believe California is our mission field. And I believe that God is not done with California yet. And I am so excited for this. I believe this is the thing that I I would give my life to as a lead pastor is that God would take Lathrop, which is the fastest growing city in California per capita, and do something special out of our place and begin to reach thousands of people for Jesus. Here's another thing. I really believe, this is just my opinion, and people could disagree with me, um, the era of mega churches is kind of dwindling in our state. Meaning, I don't want to just grow this place and get a lot bigger so we can fill the room and have thousands of people. I believe that God is more interested in discipleship than he is in gathering. And so, I want, I believe God wants to plant, not just me, I believe God wants to plant, and I do too, because it's, it's definitely something I'm excited about, locations, because as we grow larger, we need to grow smaller. I believe it's the biblical model in Acts, is that when the church grew, they started launching churches and locations and campuses. 
That's the dream, family. That's the thing that I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm praying for. That's the thing that we're going to do. So family, we need to start changing our mindset. We are not going to be one church in a small town. We are going to be a home of many rooms and cities all across California. Our influence is going to be vast and God's going to do something incredible and miraculous through our church. So this is what I believe. I believe that in the next few years, not only are we going to have a home for the people of Lathrop, but we're all, oh, I actually went ahead. I want to share with you why we need to do this as well. Let me start there. The, the, the backline team was like, stop. They looked at me all crazy. So, okay. Let me tell you also why we need to scale and multiply. And we also need to go into different locations. We just did the math this week. 1,900 plus people call this church home. That's crazy. That, and not that, right? It's a number. That's a lot of people. That's everyone who gives serves, that's a member, that goes to a small group, that checks in their kids. That's how large our church is on a month-to-month basis. Now, I know it might not be that every week, because how many know we live in California, so nobody goes to church every single week, like we're kind of inconsistent, let's be honest, all right? But that's who would say, goes to our church family. That's, I, I have that list. That's not a number. That's a list of names. I have a list of 1,900 people, lives, that would say, home church is their home church. And so God is just growing us exponentially. And so if we're going to keep growing, I want to make sure that it still feels relational and family as we continue to grow. Secondly, this is an amazing number. We baptized 101 people last year. 101 people. 101 families. And that's not a home church stat. That's a kingdom stat. That's a stat for the global church across the board. That's just not about us. God is sending people and they're getting baptized and they're following Jesus. Like that's a big deal. We've never crossed 100. Last year, we all our numbers we've ever had, we broke them. God has just been growing us like crazy. And here's a number that I think is absolutely amazing. Over 900 people signed up and committed to discipleship and joined a small group last year. 900 people joined a small group that's next level and so this is why we need to go out of Lathrop and begin to start looking at other cities across our region and so I got my little ahead of myself but now I can say it I am so excited because in the next couple years we're going to let you know that we are looking at cities in our area and we are excited that next year we're going to launch different churches so I believe with all my heart how many believe this that God wants a home for the people of Tracy I believe Tracy's on the map. We're getting ready. Tracy, we're coming for you. I believe that God wants to do what he's done here and multiply it and send a group of people to Tracy, California. I want you to know that we got Manteca on the map. How many of you know that God needs a home for the people of Manteca? That Manteca, Ripon, Salida area, God needs a home for the people of that city. I don't know about you, but I believe this wholeheartedly, that God is looking for a home in Stockton, California. Come on. Maybe God would take us and multiply us and do what he's doing here in Stockton. I believe that wholeheartedly. And then this is just something I've been praying about, but I think God's trying to send us a little bit more north. I believe that Elk Grove is on our list, family. And I believe God wants us to plant a church in Elk Grove, Sacramento area. And family, these are just some names that are on my heart. Obviously, we believe in 20 locations. Now, if God doesn't give us all 20, like I'm good with seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take it. But why can't we believe that God is going to give us a dream bigger than what we can imagine? 
And why can't God do something amazing with a group of people who would say yes to Jesus? History is filled with churches who just say yes to God and God does extraordinary things with them. Would we have the audacity to believe that Jesus is going to do something special with us? Would we believe that our vision is greater than what we see right now and that God would use us to reach our cities all across California? I don't know about you, but that excites me. And if you're excited for that, come on, let's just give God praise one more time. Come on. And so I want you to know that that's our heart. That's our vision. A home for the people of and fill in the city. And I believe as we pray and we go after God together, God's going to begin to raise up pastors and leaders and, and disciples and families to send to other cities so that way we can begin to see a movement of the gospel all over. It's why we're doing home conference. Because at the beginning of the year, every year, when we're three locations, five locations, seven locations, ten locations, that conference is when all our locations gather together so we can see what our church really is. I don't think we're going to be able to fit in here. We're going to one day have to like rent the Stockton Arena or something. I don't know, man. But if God would be kind enough to trust us with this vision and we would buy in, I believe God would do something special. Now, I want you to know one more thing, that the vision's big and it's amazing. And some of you might be thinking, wow, we're focused on all these other cities, but what about Lathrop? I want you to know we will always take care of Lathrop and we will always take care of this home because this is where it started. And so part of that, is I want to announce something special is that our campus pastor for this home is going to be Pastor Luis Hada moving forward. He is not just going to be our Spanish pastor, but Pastor Luis Hada. And if you can come up, Pastor Luis is going to be the new Lathrop campus pastor. Do me a favor. Can we stand up and honor Pastor Luis? Come on. Love you, bro. Come on. Don't he look good in the merch too? Come on. We love Pastor Luis and Adriana. We love them. We love them so much. And uh, there's no one else I would think in this season that would love Lathrop like how he loves Lathrop. Family, he loves you as much as I love you. And he loves our city as much as he loves our city. So his job is going to be to help lead this along with the staff. We have an amazing staff to continue to reach the city of Lathrop. I'm still going to preach every week. I'm not going anywhere. But this is going to be my right hand in this city. And then as we launch campus pastors, that's who my right hand is in those cities, if that makes sense, okay? So I'll be the lead pastor, but we'll continue to develop campus pastors. And I'm honored because Pastor Luis has decided to leave his job full-time in the Bay Area to come alongside of us full-time here in Lathrop. Yeah. So when you see him, you see me, all right? And I want us to work together. We're going to do it. It's going to be amazing. One more time. Just give it up for Pastor Luis. Love you, Pastor Luis. Go ahead and have a seat. Go and have a seat. Go and have a seat. So exciting. So we're going to build this house. And God's going to grow us. And we're going to build other homes or rooms. That's what I like to call it. We're, we're going to be one home but many rooms across Northern California. So here's the question. How do we get there? Right? You're like, Pastor Chris, we did all this cool stuff, the logo, the branding, all this great. But how do we get there? How do, how do we get from point A to point B? Well, let me share with you. As you're um, seated, we're going to have our welcome team give you uh, what I'm calling a commitment card. So we're going to hand some cards out, and there's going to be pens in the pockets of your seats. Hopefully, first service didn't take them. If they did, you can convict them next week. If you need a pen, let us know as well. And essentially, what we want to do, we have three areas of what I believe would begin to fuel this mission and vision like ever before. Okay, 
Firstly, everybody say pray. Pray. I believe that prayer is what fuels the vision of God. No great move of God on earth happens unless there is a people praying. We learn that all throughout history. We are a church that prays. Would you commit? Just pray about it. All this is if God's leading you. I am not forcing anybody to do anything. But would you pray about coming to pray with us once a month? We have a prayer room that meets here. Our Pray NorCal prayer room. That's kind of the same names. We kind of intertwine them. 12 to 1, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 12 to 1. And then once a month, the second Wednesday, we meet at 7 o'clock. Would you jump into one prayer meeting a month? Can we fill this room with hundreds of people praying for revival and prodigals and for God to move in our cities? And this is what I believe. I actually believe the goal of the prayer room one day, especially as we begin to launch in locations all across California, is that there would be a prayer meeting every morning during the day and every night. So day and night, Monday through Friday, and that any time of the week, in the morning or at night, you could come in and pray and go after Jesus. My dream is this. Our dream is this. Is that the prayer room, Pray NorCal, would run 40 prayer meetings a month just to get a hold of Jesus' face because he's worthy. Just to go after God. So would you help feel that vision? Would you pray? And maybe you can't make it in the room. Would you commit to praying during that 12 to 1? But I believe if you can get in the room, even if it's for 30 minutes, get in the room in that prayer meeting in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the evening. And you can find all that information on our website. And you're going to see on that commitment card, if you are committing to that, check that box off to let us know. Secondly, everybody say live. Okay, everybody say live. I don't want to lose nobody. Some of us need to attend foundations. Listen, family, it's time to make this your home church. We're really nice. We're really gracious. And I believe with all my heart that if this isn't your home church, there is a home church for you. And we are on the same team and we will help you find a home church. But now is the time to make home church your home church. Can I get an amen? How do you make this your home church? It's not by coming on Sundays. It's by attending foundations. You have to commit and become a member. That's how we know you're in and you're part of the family. And so we want you to attend Foundations. If you have not attended, it used to be called Growth Track. Now it's called Foundations. Attend Foundations. We do it the first week of every month. Sign up on that card. And we want you to become part of our family in a real way. We, and, and here's why. Because if you come in and out, we don't know if you're committed or not. Because we don't know who you are. Foundations lets us know who you are. You're going to connect it with our staff, with our pastors, with group leaders, with other leaders here that are on the home team. We're going to be able to walk with you. We're going to be able to know what God is doing in your life. Attend Foundations. That is the first step in living out what I believe God is calling us in home church. Secondly, everybody say, join the home team. Join the home team. Some of you have been members for a long time. It's time to dust off. The old green shirt, if you would. I know you maybe served back in the day. Maybe some of you even served in the high school days. I'm calling you to jump on the team. I'm calling you to stop being in the stands and get in the game. Join the home team. Get your pads on. Get your helmet on. Whatever sports analogy you want to use. I don't know. Whatever. Let's jump in. You are gifted. You are called. You can help us build this place. How many know that a home is not built by one person? It's built together. Let's build the home together. And I want to promise you this. If you serve on our team, you're only going to serve once a month on a Sunday. If you really like it, you can serve twice. But once a month is our minimum maximum. Why? Because your family matters more to us 
than what you do for us. You matter more than what you do for our church. I want you to know that, okay? So you'll serve once a month, or if you want to serve in a group, sign up to lead a group, to host a group, and you can take breaks during the sessions and off sessions. We want to make sure you're healthy at all times. But here's the thing that I think is so important. We need to know that we build this together. And so I'm going to call you, I'm calling us together to join the home team. So I want you to check off that box if you're like, yes, I'm ready to serve. Some of you, maybe you're scared to serve because your previous church burnt you out. Listen, let God heal you, get over it, and get back in the game. All right? I love you enough to tell you that because there is someone that's not even here yet that needs to see your face in the lobby on Sunday. A little one that needs to see you smile and hug them. A person who's going to be in this room who's never been in a worship experience and you're going to play a key or you're going to sing a note. Someone, when you're clicking those slides in the back, whatever, whatever the team is, we need you on the team because we got we to grow. We got to get to other locations. We're going there. And then lastly, everybody say give. We're going to talk about money for a second. Why? Family, we never talk about money. We never, we don't do offering messages before the message. Anybody used to go to church like that? Don't raise your hand, don't raise your hand. Right, where they do a message before the message. We don't do that. But how many of you know that money fuels the vision, right? And so here, I want to share with you something that I believe is so exciting. Last year in 2023, we raised and we brought in as a church $1.43 million. It was the largest giving year we've ever had. We haven't had a year bigger than last year. And that's because of you, your giving, your generosity. So why am I talking about money? We don't need more money, but God wants your money to fulfill the vision of God on the earth. We got to buy banners and flyers and hire staff and rent theaters and get ready for building projects. We got to get discipleship ready. We got to hire more small group. We got we to do what we need to do, right? We need income to accomplish God's vision. And I want you to know this. This isn't because we're not doing well. We're doing great. God's got us. Thank you, Jesus. And you guys are so faithful. But I want to call our people higher because I believe that God has a bigger vision. And so I want to believe that God will call us to a greater level of generosity for the vision. So here's the dream for this year. Can we believe that God would collectively bring in we are giving and our generosity, not just 1.4, but this year, let's believe that God would bring $2 million into the house. $2 million. You know what that is, family? I know that seems like a lot of money. $570,000, it is a lot of money. But we did the math. If 100 new families just tithe consistently, that's five to $600,000 right there. We've grown by three, 400 families in the last nine months. That's where we're growing. And so I want you to pray. If God's telling you no, then okay. But I want you to pray. I want you to pray on maybe God's calling you to give to not me, but this vision of reaching cities for Jesus. And so here's kind of some ways, and you're going to see this on the card. There is a percentage you can give. I, don't, I know some of us, money, tithing, everybody got real quiet real quick, right? No one's shouting me down no more. I get it. It's okay. We got to grow in it. We got to grow in it. So some of us, what we do is we come in on Sundays, and if I preach real good, you leave us $20 in the offering bucket. It's like you're tipping God. I want to grow out of tipping God, and can you commit to giving a consistent amount every month? Maybe that's not 10%, but maybe it's just 1%. Start at 1%. Let's do that. 
If you make a thousand, if you make a thousand dollars a week, what's one? What is that? Ten bucks. Give ten bucks every week, right? Whatever you make, give a certain percentage, a certain amount every single week, and watch what God does with your generosity and your giving. Okay, that's the first step. Commit to a consistent percentage. That's the way you start. That's how I started when I was 13 years old and I got saved and I needed to learn how to be generous. I just started giving my 10 bucks I would get, I would make from washing cars and mowing lawns. It's just how I kind of grew into it. Secondly, some of you who've been giving consistently, let's get to the whole 10%. We believe tithing's biblical. If you want to go to a church that doesn't believe tithing's biblical, we're not your church. We love you. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. I'm not going to talk about it right now. You can fight me about it later, okay? Get to the 10 Get to the 10. Why? Watch what God does with your life when you start giving 10. Watch what God starts doing in your life when you give him back the 10% that he gave you. I'm telling you guys, the miraculous. He just, he just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Let's grow in that. I'm willing to give 10% this year. And then for some of you in the room who want to give above and beyond because you've been giving 10%, can you pray and ask the Lord, maybe there's a little bit more. Why? Because the mission is what you've been praying about. It's so much bigger than what God is doing. And I would say, you know what? I would give 10%. Now, let me say this last statement. We're going to go into worship. It's this. No one on our staff, on our board, and our pastors, don't, or they all do these three. No one is allowed on our board if they aren't willing to serve. No one is allowed on our board if they're not willing to pray. And no one is allowed on our board if they're not willing to tithe. Not just give, tithe. Everybody on our staff tithes, prays, and serves. Everybody on our board, our staff, and our pastors, our care pastors. Everyone tithes, serves, and prays. So listen, family, I feel like I have authority to call you into this because we will never ask you to do something we aren't doing. We are not hypocrites. We do not allow hypocrites on this stage. So I can tell you confidently, this is what we do, and this is who we are. So here's what I want to do. I want to take the next few minutes, and I want to worship together. Pastor Juan and the team is just going to lead us out in a song. And I want you to pray over this commitment card. Maybe you're with your spouse. You can pray together. And I want you to ask the Lord about praying, living, and giving. I want you to see where God's speaking to your heart. And I want God to begin to make the vision part of you as we build the house together, as we build this home together. And so do me a favor, let's pray, and we're going to jump into worship for a few minutes, and then we're going to close. Jesus, we love you. As we spend a few minutes focusing on you, because God, you're the one who makes the vision real. Not us, it's you. So Holy Spirit, we pray that right now, you would just speak to our hearts, you would speak to our minds, and you would share what you want to do with us as a church. In Jesus' name, come on, family. Once again, thank you so much for joining in and listening to the message brought to our house this past Sunday. We love you and we pray you have a blessed day and blessed week.